Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two, with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. Stacey Kelly has a fascinating background. She is an accomplished producer who teaches financial planners, business coaches, and marketing teams how to effectively use LinkedIn video to generate new leads. She also used the work for MTV, if you're old enough to remember that channel. In July of 2020, the entertainment industry was shut down, and so Stacey made a pivot to start a content studio. She uploaded a series of videos, which turned her LinkedIn profile into a 24-7 marketing machine with countless new inbound leads each week in a calendar booked out for work. And so a year later, she started referring her inbound leads to other producers. Stacy specializes in videos that best tell your brand story, your solution, and effective YouTube and LinkedIn marketing strategies to generate more leads or more traffic. So in today's episode, she talked about the importance of using video today on all the platforms. How do you measure video results? And with the rise of TikTok, is YouTube dead for marketing? You may be surprised at that answer. And we really pick that whole subject apart in today's talk. So dive right in and enjoy. Okay, welcome, Stacy. I'm so happy you're able to talk to me today and uh, be a guest on my podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for a few things. It's almost like I think the term is serendipity. I've been reading a lot lately about how people who are on and we'll get into this in more detail, but just to kind of give an overview of what I'm thinking of people on TikTok are having problems getting kicked off TikTok. And I was just saw one the other day where the person said, you need to follow me on YouTube because I don't know if I'm going to still be here. So I'm like, yes, I have Stacey I'm talking to about YouTube. So this is my perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I gave a little bit of your bio ahead of this interview, but I wanted to ask you about your stint at MTV because now this was a while ago and it's not quite related you know, to what you're doing now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I just find it fascinating. Oh, yeah, of course. I started at MTV years ago. I was a segment producer making television and also translating how that would work online. So I was making a lot of online content and it was just a very short form. We were all learning together. It was like the beginning stages of the digital entertainment world kind of growing. We're still at the beginning stages of that, but it was the very, very beginning, like the start of YouTube. So we were just making a ton of content that we were posting on the MTV ONO channels and which is basically their website at the time because we didn't have social media. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. We learned so much and it was skills that I was able to bring to other companies because I knew so much more about kind of how to produce very fast. And for short form storytelling, I knew how to produce and tell great stories that way. 
Exactly. So, so it is related to what you do now, which, you know, is video and telling brand yeah. stories and that sort of thing. Totally. Totally. Yes. And while I was at TV, we started selling brand, you know, to brand. So I, I started to learn how to kind of like tell story, like branded content type of stories while I was there. So. Yeah, I just think it's so cool because it was a while ago and a lot of people may not remember. I mean, I'm old enough to remember it, you know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like MTV, what was that? You know? <laughs> yeah. And leading into today's topic, which is, you know, why is video so important today? Because that's all you hear about now. Is- it is just the way, I mean, with the, with the way that people's attention spans are, you know, reading text or looking at a photograph is just not enough anymore to kind of hold our attention. Video is really just encapsulating every touch point, right? It's, it's, we're hearing you, we're seeing you. It's like we're seeing you in person. And the one thing we got out of the pandemic was that video really saved a lot of companies because they were able to really have those touch points with their customers when everything was on lockdown. The other thing too is video, if you have like a consistent video pattern of uploading and sharing your content, it grows that like and trust factor like much more quicker than if you were just to write text blog, blog posts alone, or if you were just to post photographs alone or anything like that. So it's really just like a faster touch point to connect with your audience. And yeah. it's the way that all, most people are marketing their companies today, for sure. There's there's so many statistics on it. Like I think there's like an 89% conversion rate more so with video than if, there, if you just did text or video. Yeah, but it, it, text the photos. <laughs> yeah, and lately I've been hearing about video on an email being much more effective than just, and you would think people say, I mean, people say a lot of things, which, you know, like everything's dead, like email's dead and YouTube's dead. And I don't know, do people get satisfaction of like killing things like this? I don't know. Oh my gosh. People are always (laughs) killing things. Yeah. I mean, but things are always evolving pretty fast, especially in digital. Things change quickly in digital. So yes, email, email can be dead on one level, but that is still your main audience. Even if you have like a million subscribers on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, those are not your real, your, you know, your true audience that you're selling to or having a real connection with. Those are people that are just following you and they might just see you here and there. But the people that really sign up with their email, that's your true audience. So I always still advise people to build that up, build up like asking people to like really come to your list because that is really the way to go. And yes, we can most definitely serve people through emails with video and it's faster and more effective. I just did like a whole campaign series with a nonprofit and with video, they were sending it through their newsletters. They were able to have an 80% increase in, in donations for that campaign. Yeah, video really, really, it works. And it's very simple. You just kind of upload your video to YouTube or Vimeo as an unlisted video. And then you sh- take that link and put it in your email provider, which is MailChimp or Squarespace, wherever your email provider is. You put that in at the point of where you want the video in your email and it'll usually come up as a little thumbnail. So it's not, it's not actually playing on the email. It's playing through YouTube or Vimeo. And it's a super simple, quick link that will play on your email for you. I highly recommend it. It's very, it's, it's a highly, you know, converting way. And also not a lot of people are using it. People, it really attracts and gets people attention when they see it. They don't see videos and emails that often. And the thing too is like, there's a lot of introverts. Like I'm an introvert and I've kind of trained myself to be an extrovert on camera stuff because I know the importance of it. But there are some people. Because I ran into them once in a while who are just getting started in business. They're like, I'm not doing video. You know, it's just, I'm not getting in print. I mean, what, what would you say to somebody like that when you know that it could help their business? I mean, are, are there tips for yes. someone to get? So the thing with creativity and video and everything is that there's unlimited possibilities of how you can really produce and share your stories. 
So what I do with clients that have that is I do two things. One is I give a strategy that is just all about sharing text-based video and their voiceover, right? That's still an effective way to share your tips, share your expertise. You can make it sort of like a PowerPoint slide, but we make it more interesting. Like I'm not a PowerPoint slide person. I like trying to edit with like cool transitions and music and all that stuff too. And make, I come from the entertainment world. So we do that. Your face is never on it, but your voice is there. Your voice still has that touch point that is connecting with people. And even I do that because I'm an introvert as well. And I just have such a heart. I love being behind the camera for a reason. So I just, you know, that's why I chose this profession. But yes, most definitely you can, you can share your, your tips and your stories through text and a voiceover. Then as they get more comfortable and we're graduating a little bit more, I do like super short videos and just kind of, I, I'm, that's really what I excel at. I direct people, I direct talent on camera, I direct CEOs, celebrities, athletes. And so I really get them like just very comfortable on camera and it could be short at first. It'll be like the shortest video, just anything to kind of make people feel at ease and just knowing that their greater goal is greater than this fear. Because once you get out of your comfort zone, that's really where you're going to find your success. And I really keep reminding people about that. So we start off with super short videos and then we gradually increase it to a little bit longer as, as long as they're comfortable. But they also start to see like when we edit the videos, like the way to edit too, like there's ways to kind of like make you, your personality perk even more, like just the way that the fast transitions and like having a style to it. Like that's where I come from, like that MTV type of style. Right. And people start to see like, oh my God, this is cool. Like I actually look like awesome, you know, like telling this and it doesn't feel like dull or showing that. So that's another thing that we do. And then the third thing is if they still just absolutely don't want to be on camera, just if they have work that they can show testimonials of other clients, anything that can show their case studies of their work, again, it's like something that we could put in a video and just kind of showing like how they produce results without them being on camera. And they could still run it through a voiceover as well, but or their clients can speak in testimonials and we'll cut that into a full video as well. But if they have work or anything that we can video their work, I, I'll, I'll show their work and their process. It's also what I found is over time that you, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. I yeah. guess like with anything, you know, exactly. and especially like you said, once they see the finished product, like I, I'm fascinated by like behind the scenes of like movies, you know, and I'm always yeah. on YouTube, like how do they do that? And they have people in these harnesses flying through the air where the, the shot is cut to the actual, what was the end result? And so I always oh. see like, how do they do that? And so once, you know, I think if you see like yourself, like you said, you know, people see themselves and with the edits and it adds excitement. In other words, you can take like the most boring or whatever and, and liven it up by just cutting it up like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does video show results? Is there a way to, to measure it? Like you said earlier with the email, yeah. I mean, that would be easy, the conversion. Yes, the, e the email kind of shows you right away because it tells you and then they actually had like a straight donations campaign and they came back and told me like, oh, we got a huge increase on this one like that they ever had. So it, it depends on like those types of individual metrics that you have. But generally, when we're tracking video and how it's how it's engaging, we can go right into the platform's metrics and kind of see where people are really engaged with your video or dropping off or if it's kind of increasing. The algorithm itself will also, as people are watching it, it'll share it out to more people, especially like on LinkedIn, but YouTube, Instagram, they're all the same. Like it'll, as long as your video is interesting to people, it'll share it out to more people because it wants people to stay on the platform. So you can see that in the kind of amount of views. I would never go by just views as kind of a metric though. I always tell clients because viral video is not the end goal. It's the end goal is how are you increasing your revenue? How are you actually making sales and converting that? So there's usually just another system in place that we'll put in place together so that you're not just tracking just the videos. 
but you're tracking how that's actually converting. And that's either making like an actual funnel to to your mailing list or to your sales page. And we build that up together. And then we kind of see like, oh, people came from this video straight to this page. And then that's that's where the key metrics really lie for you. Yeah. But but usually like the more views you have, obviously, then the more people are seeing it and that there's a higher statistic of them getting to your funnel. So and, and also on on LinkedIn, which we'll get into a little bit more in a minute, but my understanding is the views, because when I it seems like they're pushing out video more than they did in the past. But what a standard for me is like my text posts would get a lot more views than my video posts. But then I was told that, well, the video posts, though, I mean, the video views are actual views, like people have actually watched it, where the text is that it, it's scrolling through somebody's feed and that counts as mm-hmm. video. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the text is still a great option on LinkedIn because a lot of people are still reading. When people come to LinkedIn, they're in the business mode mindset. So they do tend to read a bit more there. But video is for sure, if you get a view there, it's for sure being watched because it's it's usually like after three seconds or so that it counts it as a view. And then that's sort of like when people are like, that means, oh, we're still watching this. What you're describing is called impressions, which is when the text kind of flies by and you're and people are kind of seeing it. I still think people are reading that, especially if your first sentence of the text is very engaging. So I do think text still works on LinkedIn, but video for sure works because again, it goes out faster. LinkedIn wants you to use video. So they definitely reward you for using video. Like they'll, they'll push you out to more people, your video out. I've seen that on my own anyway. And also when people from your network like your video, then their entire network sees that video as well. So it gets pushed out even more. And that's one of the best things about LinkedIn more so than like on Facebook and Instagram. Like no one's like really seeing the other likes. You're not really getting opens to everyone else's network. And on LinkedIn, it's a great way to, to meet new people. Yeah, that's a great point. And and speaking of things like that, do you think well, this kind of multifaceted question? I did a, a quick look on Google on like what are the stats with TikTok and YouTube, and it seems like they're kind of neck and neck. And there's like a big like yeah. there's a lot of controversy about it. Oh, you better get on TikTok. Like I'm not on TikTok because of a million reasons, but I mean, yeah. like I don't think it's going to further my business. So that's the bottom line. But it's fun. I can stay on there and watch other people for <laughs> way too long. Yeah. What do you think about, do you think people are like, do you think LinkedIn has kind of jumped on the TikTok bandwagon a little bit, like saying, okay, they are getting all these, you know, video views. We need to push out our video. Do you think that was part influence? And what do you think about the difference between YouTube and TikTok as far as popularity? Yeah. So YouTube and TikTok is, I, I see that controversy. I see people talking about it. And at the end of the day, it really depends on your business, your needs, and what that strategy will be to to grab that. So the thing with TikTok is that, yes, on the one hand, everybody's talking about how Gen Z is all on TikTok now. They are, they're doing all of their searches on TikTok. So they're not searching on Google and all this. So Google search is going to die. Like everybody's kind of saying that right now. But A, even if that's happening, a big chunk of the world is on Google and still doing the third So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I've heard a lot of people say, hey, YouTube still has like at least another 10 years of shelf life. So it's still going to be thriving. The one thing to really consider, and it depends on so many things, like how big is your team? Do you have the resources for this? TikTok is really a content beast. Like if you get on TikTok, you got to really commit to it because the way that people see you on TikTok is that you're posting like, like the ideal is three times a day, you know, and they're short form and yes, they're effective and that, but it's a lot of content to think about. And you either have to outsource it 
or just have a really strong, robust team that is on it. That's really like the people that are really making it. The other thing with TikTok right now, which I know they're working on is everybody's talking about how they're not really building an actual community. It's just, you happen to see it, right? As like something cool on your, or you page and things like that. But people aren't really, like they said at VidCon this year, a couple of TikTok influencers came to VidCon, but they didn't have a community that really came to see them. The community came for the YouTubers. So on the other hand, yeah. So on the other hand, if you want to really build a community, YouTube is still the place to be. YouTube is still very strong at that. They have all of the different layers to YouTube that allows you, they even have community page. I mean, they have just like so many more robust aspects to it that you can really build that. You have long form aspects to YouTube. So if you want to, even this, if you have like a 30 minute podcast, 60 minute podcast, you can put that on YouTube and still, you know, build your audience and kind of have people there. The other thing with YouTube, it's much easier, obviously, like, you know, there's still people doing Google searches. So if you wanted to do like a YouTube campaign and like kind of like have paid media behind it, people are actually searching for that content. So you can really kind of target a lot easier with YouTube. It, it's very strategic. I mean, it's not easy, you know, ads are not like the easiest thing. It's definitely very strategic and and a little bit more accessible than TikTok right now. And that's what's been working for people for so many years. If they have a YouTube campaign. They're targeting people that are already searching for their type of services. So those type of people, you know, you're, they're going to obviously be interested if you're targeting them because they already. That makes so much sense. The community aspect, I don't even think about because yeah. there was actually, there was somebody did a TikTok about, they had this guy walking into a classroom and the caption said, when he realized that your new teacher is TikTok famous and he walked in and everyone's like, oh, you know, so you're saying that that maybe isn't so true because, I mean, I know of some people, you know, that are on TikTok all the time. They're constantly, and, and like you said, three times a day, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. usually usually the ones that are really making it, you know, but they have to, again, they have to still build that community, even if they have like 2 million subscribers or anything like that. They really have to, they have to be active at building that community going elsewhere. And I see it, the good ones, you know, the people that are most effective at it, have like a link in their TikTok that says, sign up for me here. And those are the ones that are really actively building their audience. They're not really building it on TikTok. Sometimes lately I found there was people I was following on TikTok and now they've become, they're selling their products so much that it's really taken away from, for me, their content. Yeah. Like yeah. everything is a sales pitch now. Um, yeah. It's just starting, I see that change inside. It's like, I, I don't know about this, but yeah, we'll see what happens with it. When, when you start YouTube marketing, so how... Like, when should you start and, you know, how does somebody in a B2B space particularly, like, use, you know, YouTube? YouTube is really when you have a budget for ad, when you can kind of really invest in it. I, I see people doing as low as 500 to, like, 3,000, you know, it just kind of depends on your budget. You have to have a monthly budget for ads. That's kind of, like, the first start. It's not free. It's not that cheap. But when you want to get get to that point, you build out your ads, you build out, like, your funnel, and from the ad, it's going to to your sales page or it's going to to somewhere where people can really like sign up and and connect with you to get your services. And the best thing about YouTube, what I love, it's that direct targeting on when you're on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that, that's called more disruptive marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not searching for that product, but it's an ad that comes up when you're scrolling through the feed. So it's disrupting your attention. It's annoying. Uh, it's annoying. Yeah, it's still effective for sure, but it's definitely annoying. Whereas YouTube is definitely coming from a place of they have the cookies, you know, they're tracking you, which is also scary. But, you know, that's how you can really target the people that are already searching for your services. And then like Google ads, if you're searching, you see the ad at the top of your search. 
for those types of companies. It's the same idea, but just in video form with YouTube. Yeah, I just think it's the most effective way. And the key thing, again, is like, don't just throw a video up and just like say this is an ad and like, that's it. It has to it has to go somewhere. You know, you have to send people somewhere so that you're really measuring, getting your key metrics of like what's converting for you. And then the YouTube ads in the background, the YouTube ads are also telling you like how much you're really spending to kind of get that conversion. It's all super like high. It's super advanced, but it's really effective for those that have the budget to kind of have an ad. And but it's still cheaper than a commercial. So yeah, (laughs) if you have that kind of budget to spend, it's worth it. So I was going to ask you, are there statistics that show conversion rates of advertising on these different platforms? There must be like YouTube, because I'm I'm always turning them off and it's like, you know, ad will end, you know, you can skip this ad. I mean, who doesn't click that button? So are people really <laughs> seeing that? And are they working? Yes, definitely. I, I would say it's definitely the people that, that are targeting. So let's say, let's say you're a new mom and you were searching for new products for your baby. You were on Google searching for that. Google will save those cookies. And then the next time you kind of jump on YouTube to watch a video, you get like this like, baby product from like the honest company or Gaia or something and you're already searching for it so you might just watch that ad you might most likely watch that ad and to be honest I don't know if it's because I just work in the space but when I get targeted and I know I'm being targeted if the ad is really good oh yeah I'll watch it I'll be like oh I was searching for this I kind of want to like see what this what they have to say about this and you'll you'll notice it like whatever you're kind of searching for that is what YouTube will bring back to you later on because it saved your cookies and You'll, you'll watch it. The other thing too is there are so many different types of ways to make ads, but obviously the one that's going to be most creative and attention grabbing is going to get you in the first three seconds. Like there's just no way around it anymore. It used to be you had eight seconds. At one point it was 15 seconds. No more, no more. It's the first three seconds. Like people do not have the attention span. And once that skip video option does come on, They'll, they'll skip if your first three seconds is not effective. So there are definitely companies out there, mine, one of them, but there's so many companies where it's all about how do you make the, the ad most effective in the first three seconds so that it's answering their question in an entertaining way and getting their attention. And then people will stick around and watch it a little bit more. But yeah, after that skip video comes on, people are usually watching like halfway through the ad or they'll watch through the entire thing. But it, it, it does work. I mean, it's a, still a real, very robust package on YouTube right now for a reason. Yeah, I'm trying to think of times that I have watched that. There's been a couple of times, and I can't even think of this specific product or service, but I, I do remember stopping going, wait a minute, this could be interesting. But yeah, but it's pretty <laughs> yeah. rare. But I think it's with any advertising. I mean, no, yeah. unless you're in the advertising business where you want to see right. what you're doing, then, you know, like you're paying more attention to that, you know? So yeah, exactly. Be, yeah. More relevant. And so last question is when it comes to LinkedIn, since a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are on LinkedIn, can you give a few specific steps for creating really great video on LinkedIn? Are there a couple of things that would really make your video stand out? Yes. Okay. So first of all, I mean, it just can't be boring. You know, there's a lot of people that are just straight up talking heads and they're just kind of like introducing themselves like it's a TV show or just kind of saying, and this is what I talk about and this is what I do. You can't do that. This is not television. You have to stay away from that. When you start a video at the very top of it, you have to just kind of like present the problem, present the solution right away. And you have to kind of show your personality. That's the key thing. You're unique to this world. So anything that's around your unique personality has to to be shown in this video so that that's going to be the ultimate part that stands out. 
But the content itself has to be just straight to what's the problem and solution you're going to talk about in this video. Don't introduce yourself. This is not CNN. (laughs) You know, people just don't grab information the same way as they do on television. That was one of the basic things that I that I learned at MTV those many years ago. People engage with video online in a very different way than television. And you have to keep that in mind and not treat it as a television show when you make video. The other thing is end it with a call to action. It doesn't have to be a sales pitch, but once people are engaged with you, that's like great. Like you have their attention. So just, at, you know, tell them at the bottom, you know, end of the video, like click on the link on the bottom to like connect with me more, DM me and my messages, whatever it is, whatever the call to action is, if you sign up on your mailing list, make sure you tell them because once you've got their attention, that is your prime time to kind of really connect. And it's not about the video itself. It's about where's the video taking your people so that you can really connect with them and really, you know, build your your client base and your audience. So that is key. And only use one call to action. Don't use more than one because then that confuses people and you don't want to confuse people at that route. Like people who say, sign up for my newsletter, DM me. It's like, like my video, comment. Like, no, no, no. It's just like just one thing. Like, if you want them to like the video, then just like the video. That's it. You don't have to like, comment, subscribe. All right. That's when you hear a lot. It's ring the yeah. bell and subscribe. Ring the Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And then no one does anything because it's like, right. <laughs> you get confused. Yeah. This has been awesome. I have like a million more questions, but our time is running short. So where can people find you and learn more about you? Yes, they can go to stacykelly.co.com slash contact and they can email me there. And yeah, and I, I will send out like a, a, you know, a LinkedIn tips thing if they, if they email me there. So great. And you're on LinkedIn as well, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely follow me on LinkedIn, the Stacey <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> awesome. This has been so great. Thank you so much for all these wonderful tips and for the great information. It's been a lot of fun and I learned a lot. That's for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.